Section six of the Heart of the New Thought by Ella Wheeler Wilcox. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Thought Force Your spirit and mine are both part of the stupendous cause. We have always been and always will be, first in one form, then in another every thought word and deed is helping decide your next place in the creator's magnificent universe you will be beautiful or ugly wise or ignorant fortunate or unfortunate according to what use you make of yourself here and now unselfish thoughts training your mind to desire only universal good, the cultivation of the highest attributes, such as love, honesty, gratitude, faith, reverence, and goodwill, all mean a life of usefulness and happiness in another incarnation, as well as satisfaction and self-respect in this sphere even if you escape the immediate results of the opposite course of action here you must face the law of cause and effect in the next state it is inevitable god the maker of all things does not change his laws as you sow you reap as a man thinketh so is he there is no revenge in god's mind he simply makes his laws, and we work our destinies, for good or ill, according to our adherence to them or violation of them. Each one of us is a needed part of his great plan. Let each soul say, He has need of me, or I would not be. I am here to strengthen the plan remember that always in your most discouraged hours the creator makes no mistakes there is a divine purpose in your being on earth think of yourself as a necessary to the great design it is an inspiring thought and then consider the immensity of the universe and how accurately the maker planned it all do not associate with pessimists if you are unfortunate enough to be the son or daughter husband or wife of one put cotton either real or spiritual in your ears and shut out the poison words of discouragement and despondency no tie of blood or law should compel you to listen to what means discomfort and disaster to you get out and away into the society of optimistic people before you go insist on saying cheerful hopeful and bright things sowing the seed as it were in the mental ground behind you but do not sit down to see it grow never feel that it is your duty to stay closely and continuously in the atmosphere of the despondent you might as well think it your duty to stay in deep water 
with one who would not make the least effort to swim get on shore and throw out a lifeline but do not remain and be dragged under if you find anyone determined to talk failure and sickness and misfortune and disaster walk away you would not permit the dearest person on earth to administer slow poison to you if you knew it then why think it your duty to take mental potions which paralyze your courage and kill your ambition despondency is one phase of immorality it is blasphemous and insult to the creator you are justified in avoiding the people who send you from their presence with less hope and force and strength to cope with life's problems than when you met them do what you can to change their current of thought but do not associate intimately with them until they have learned to keep silent at least if they cannot speak hopefully learn how to walk how to poise your body how to breathe how to hold your head how to focus your mind on things of universal importance believe your tender loving thoughts and wishes for good to all humanity have power to help the struggling souls of earth to rise to higher and better conditions no matter how limited your sphere of action may seem to you and how small your town appears on the map if you develop your mental and spiritual forces through love thoughts you can be a power to move the world along rise up and realize your strength not only will you be more useful and happy but you will grow more beautiful and keep your youth end of section 6